Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first Man United Forum podcast for Match Day, where we're going to have a quick chat just before the game starts about the team news. And then at halftime, we'll have a chat about how the first half's gone. And then after full time, we'll hopefully have a happy chat about the full time results. Yeah. Uh, as we can see in the forum, that uh, it kind of there's meltdown at the start, meltdown in the middle, and meltdown at the end, unless it's a good <laughs> result. So. Standard for the form. Just to make, just keep my head a little bit simpler. I hope for a good result because I do not want to deal with the forum when it's a bad day. But uh, the team news has just been announced, and I'm joined here by uh, Kirk and by John Sweeney, two mortal enemies. Uh, <laughs> but they've decided to come together here for the love of the team. How you doing, lads? Good. Yeah. What's the story? All good. Yeah. First day of the season, so it's always exciting. Yeah, big day, big day. Um, so the team has just been announced. We have uh, De Gea in Nets. Are we surprised or happy? No, I'm not surprised he's starting. I think not it would have been a big call. Would have been a big call to drop him first game of the season. So he was never going to make that decision. Yeah, yeah. I think he has well. that. Um, I think he has that one more error. Before he gets the official chopping him, I think you know, fresh season, start clean. Yeah. But I think if he makes that big howler again in a big game, I think Ollie's going to make that call. Um, I think you know, having Henderson there and he's on the bench today as well. I think that's Ollie basically saying, look, you know, he's this kid's got his new deal. He's here at the club now. Uh, he's breathing down your neck. So I think that's kind of where we are with it at the moment with De Gea anyway. Yeah, I think he had he had a good shot with Spain for the. Like the international games as well, he had a good mm. little run with them. So hopefully he carries that form forward. But I do think you're right. If he starts making an error, two, three ever errors, mm. Henderson's going to get that shot. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, so not too much of a surprise there. Um, centre backs, I don't think there's any surprise. Lindelof and Maguire. Mm. Um, I know there was talk of uh, Mengi being promoted to the first team, but. Obviously, it's a bit too short notice for him. I think he's not even on the bench. I think he'll only come in as cup games straight away. Or do we have yeah. a league cup game soon, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been think... a big call to drop him straight in, all right. Uh, yeah. I just noticed there now uh, Bailey is back in, involved there as well. Um, yeah. Bailey, the old Weetabix man. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I, I like him, but God, he can't keep, can't keep him off the injury bench. He, 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 He's in the mould of Rojo as well. He's too much of a headbanger. He's just got really bad decision-making and he just does stupid things. And then what happens with that, as you say, Ted, is an injury. And then yeah. he's gone missing again then for, what, another two, three, four months if you're lucky. Some, more often than not, it's been somewhere between six to eight months. The whole season's basically Rojo. Yeah. All over. Other, other, stupid decision. Other times he looks like Rio Ferdinand, though, which is weird. Because yeah, sometimes his reading say. of the game and his pace makes up for his lack of a uh, positional sense. He's, he yeah, he seems great. to do the opposite of, of what he should be doing. It's funny, in, in the times when he should be like the, the Rio Ferdinand, when you say, John, he seems to be the headbanger. And then yeah. he, like, you know, and then that moment, then he has his, his calm come over and then, and he, he just looks like, as you said, like Rio Ferdinand. And I don't know, I'm just not a big fan of him. There's, there's a few games I've watched him in and he, he's in tight spaces at the back and he somehow wiggles his way over with good footwork yeah. and then passes the ball out and, you think that's really like Rio Ferdinand. And then there's the, the parts where he's running out of position and he's lifting someone out, but more often breaking his own leg or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think that's what does it then. I think, as you say, when you lift somebody out of it, then you just say, oh, jeez, what did you do that for? There goes him again for another four to six months. Bye bye. I think, see, I think he's a bit like, as you said, he's a bit like Rio at times. And then at other times, he's like Vidic, where he's a bit of a headbanger. Like, he'll go in and he'll yeah. just make something that you just, you know, you don't need to do. And Vidic was as great as he was, was a bit reckless at times as well. But, but it's the like best defenders, the best defenders don't have to slow a tackle. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you're a great if you're a great defender, slow tackling is your last resort, and it looks it great. Be, yeah. yeah, it looks great when when Baye comes back and he makes a last ditch tackle. But and Jones always does it as well. Yeah, it's kind of like if you were in position, you wouldn't be making these tackles and you wouldn't yeah, be getting true. yourself so much injuries. And the narrative then that is spun is then like it's heart and commitment and all that. Like and if you look at it realistically, no, I prefer you to be calm and casual, stay on your feet. You know. Well, better reading the game, make a better decision, you know, just stick the toe in type thing, nip it away from them, do that little turn, play it out from the back, keep it simple, you know, nothing fancy. But then but he does that every now and again. Stupid. Yeah, that's the thing. He he has that in his locker. It's just he doesn't do it often enough. I think that's been the problem recently with our centre-backs. We don't have anyone that just is consistently good. Like Maguire, mm. we spent a big chunk of money on and he's constantly mm. caught out of position. Lindelof is always the wrong side of his man on a corner. I don't know how he manages to mm. still be the wrong side of the man. Surely somebody's told him, get in front of the man, not the wrong side of him. The mm. problem with the centre-backs we have now is they're both very similar. They're good on the yeah. ball. But mm. when one tries to push up with the ball, the other has a space left in behind and then the other defender hasn't got the pace to recover for him. Yeah, true. So Definitely, we, need, yeah. we have Maguire playing left side of the centre-back and he's not that position. And mm. then he can't cover for Lindelof. And Lindelof can't cover for him because they don't have any, uh, any pace. And usually mm. you'll find that it's Wambasaka who has to cover both of them. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and then he gets blamed. Like, in one of those goals, people were like, Wambasaka should have followed that man. You're like, that's not even Wambasaka's man. Like, he was only following him because the other two lads had left him. And mm. I, think, I think this is why I think centre-back is probably our biggest issue. This is where we need to address right now. But... Mm. We'll have to see. We'll leave transfer. Oh, I actually think Wang Basaka be a be a great centre half. I think he'd be great anywhere in that defence. He's just an animal. I just I just think he'd be a perfect centre half. Uh, I don't like him going forward, but his reading of the game and his one on ones. Very good. That's he, actually a fair point. I didn't really think about yeah. Uh, he, him in in central. He has more yeah. att- he has more attributes as a centre half than a fullback, if you ask me. He might he's be kind of lean, but. You know that lean physical kind of build he does, and he has the height as well. He has the pace. Yeah. You kind of wonder, is it worth maybe you know trying to get him to go in there? I wonder. Are, are people are, are, are keep on asking as well with our transfers terms. Why are we targeting the left back? I wonder, is it to get Shaw in I there think. and and free up a spot to get Williams to go over to the right and maybe one yeah. centre back? Could be. Probably. That's what I was going to say. Like there's Shaw. Shaw's our left is our number one left back. Williams is number two, and then Fosu Mensa can fit in on either side. And then, so speaking of them, that's who our left and right back are: Shaw on the left, Fosu Mensa on the right. Um, no surprise with Shaw starting. No surprise with Shaw, but I'm surprised about Fosu Mensa over Wambasaka here. It's very strange call to that's make. That's the one that sticks out to me here. It's a, I know yeah. he did start some games at the back end of the last season. Um, yeah, but I thought that was more to do with Wambasaka being a a bit. Tired, like because you can That's see, what I thought. yeah, I'm seeing with the number of games, now. but yeah. it's like, a very strange one. Wambasaka was fairly poor when we came back from the from the restart. I think he mm. looked absolutely jaded, and that's why yeah. I thought he was playing more. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was just tiredness rather than anything else. But 
maybe there's something there that Solskjaer has seen. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know actually what I think it might be? Um, didn't he feck off on his holidays or something like that during the summer? Oh, yeah, he did. He did, actually. When he was told he shouldn't be, he went over to Dubai, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. It, could, it could be because of who we're playing, though. It's Crystal Palace. Maybe he feels that mm-hmm. Crystal Palace just know him too well. It could be Possibly. something like that. Um, I have a feeling it might be something to do with the Dubai trip. They're just literally talking about there now and, and probably they frowned upon it. He isn't happy, maybe the same with Greenwood, although, you know, well, he think... was involved in training. Maybe it's a little bit of a rap on the knuckles. Look, boys, you just need to fucking book up your ideas. Well, I, th- I think Greenwood around the club. Greenwood's mm. still quite young as well. I think I think he doesn't yeah. want I doesn't he doesn't want them doing all the minutes and getting burnt out the way mm. the likes of um Owen and Rooney did like I know yeah. Owens was injuries Rooney's was that you know he kind of lost the focus a little bit in a certain way but if you start every game when you're that young I think it does take a mental strain on you so I think Ole is just kind of trying to protect mm-hmm. him from that a little bit well, um, I don't think he should be starting every week either yeah exactly no definitely not but that's I'm the not, problem we have James in there though yeah we have James in there instead and oh he's I'm not sure if this is the right game for James. This, yeah. These are just these are going to sit back on us through the whole game and yeah. try and catch us on the counter with Saha and whoever else. So James is really poor when it comes up to teams. Don't give him space. Yeah, he is. And he's just he's just quick. He gets pat. You put the ball behind someone and he'll beat them to it. That's about all he has from what I've seen. Yeah, well, I'll, count, I'll actually counter that. I actually think it might be a decent game for him, I think, because of that very reason. Because they're going to sit deep. Um, well... I know he has his pace, but I think the odd time when they do kind of come out, he's going to be the one that's left up there. I'd say him yeah. himself or Rashford on either side out wide, stretch them. And as you both said there, he's a bit of a, a smash and grab. He's, you know, he's, he's, one, trick, he's a one-trick pony. Yeah, he's a one-trick pony, I think. And He really is. But I think he's better coming off the bench. I think when people are tired, you bring him on yeah. and let him start running at them. But, but it, it kind of shows how lightweight we are on that side of the pitch, really. Yeah, it does. When Greenwood, in my opinion, is always going to end up being a striker. He's just getting there to get minutes, to get experience. Yeah. Mm. And James is a squad player at best who started off really well. Mm. James he, is still quite young. I think people, like, yeah. I think we we all need to remember that. Like, yeah, he could he could develop. Like, that he could develop into the player. And I haven't seen him play. I didn't watch Wales, so I don't know how he did. I know he got an assist for them, but I don't he know. He plays on the left for Wales, though. Yeah, he does. But I don't know how he played. Like, I don't know if he played better or anything for them I didn't um, see the games now myself. Oh, no neither did I but we'll have to see hopefully hopefully Solskjaer has made the right decision and if he didn't Greenwood's on the bench anyway and you can pop him in when, when he's needed any... I'm actually surprised sorry go on Kurt oh sorry so any idea uh, why Matic isn't in that's what Probably I was about to say I was about to say I'm surprised Matic isn't starting yeah that's a bit of a surprise there's a couple of surprises in there like as I say I've also mentioned McCombin and James are the ones Matic, I think it may be just to do with the internationals, just to give him that little bit of an extra break. I don't really yeah. know, though. He did is have a this, good end of the last season, but... Is this team a bit of a moin game from Ole? In it might terms be. Of, to the board and saying, look, I'm starting James here on the right. I need Sancho. I'm playing Mensa right back. I need another mm. fullback where Williams could come in and play fullback. Mm. Yeah, it could be. No, I'm not saying it's that, but... Yeah, Sometimes no, managers it, do this. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, he could be just trying to force the hand and say, "Look, this is this is what we've got." And if if a player gets injured, like Greenwood gets injured, this is what we're left with, and you need to. 
realize it's that. entirely possible because he he finished the what wasn't it the the Europa by uh, but with the knockout by saying look I've a starting eleven but outside of that yeah you know, I've, I've, and I've pretty much got next to I think I only so said I in the forum turn again. yeah I only said in the forum he trusts thirteen players in that squad at best. Yeah, you yeah. can see it. Like, yeah, it's about thirteen outside of that, and he's struggling. You can scrap. You can scrap the likes of Delo, Pereira, mm. Lingard. Yeah, it doesn't really. Even in Gallo, like in the last game in the Europa, two minutes. Or on, yeah, yeah. He's got two minutes. We needed the goal, and he only brings him on then. And you could. Just I was say, a bit surprised by that because I think Gallo's actually done quite well, and he does offer something different. So I yeah. was a bit disappointed in a way. And if I was going to have a complaint with Oli, you know, at all. I don't think Gallo deserved that kind of treatment. I think he's actually done okay. Okay, fair enough. He's only got games against weaker mm. you know, Europa League sides. And then when it came to a more uh, competent uh, Seville side, you know, he didn't bother throwing him on. Mm. You know, you put, you'd put, wonder what, what that did to his confidence then. Like, he's actually done all right. So if I have a little bit of a dig there, I think I don't think Gallo deserves to be put into this. Yeah, I don't think he's been given a Lingard or I don't think Gallo's been given a Well, given that, a chance, game, yeah. that game was crying out for him because Martial kept coming deep and dribbling past players with the ball where there was mm. no one actually staying number nine. Yeah. yeah. He, we, we needed someone to stick. Like he would have stuck his bum into players on his back and just barged them off and actually made space for Martial. I do agree. I think I think he should be given a bit of a chance that he's not getting. But... um. He's done okay. He has. Um, so our two holding midfielders, by the looks of it, this time are going to be McTominay and Pogba, yeah. uh, Van der Beek and Fred on the bench. Um, it's Bake. It's Bake, is it? <laughs> it's Bake. Yeah, I heard that somebody saying that the other day. It's a bit weird. I, I, everybody's calling him Van der Beek. <laughs> yeah, I've just, I just always call him Van der Beek. But if it's Van der Beek, oh. I better start learning. Um, so Van der Beek on the bench with Fred. Um, I, I'm not surprised by this. I think... Van der Beek's only come in. He hasn't really had a chance to gel with the squad. So I think this is why he's starting on the bench and this gives us come 70 minutes or for even half time if we need I someone did, to come on, bring him on I, instead of McTominay, I think. I didn't think he was going to start either. Yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. You need time to adjust into a new team and stuff. And I think you, McTominay got a bit of a hard shoulder at the end mm -hmm. of last season. He wasn't getting any game time. So I think... And I think he's decent. He's maybe not the greatest player, but he's got a good engine on him and he does his job and he does it well. I think the one problem is John kind of touched on it. And funny enough, I saw it then on Red Cafe. There was a great, uh, somebody posted it on there and I posted it into United for him. His one problem, like he's a tidy player. He'll do the really, really simple things like, you know, just break up an attack. Or, mm. But it's that transition. I think he's missing that element to his, to his game. And I recall, I think it was the Palace game where it was he started and he was absolutely fucking infuriating me. And actually, in turn, I think Ollie got up off the bench and he started roaring at him. And this was at the uh, the water break at 22 minutes or whatever it was. And he pulled them to the side. He was doing a simple thing again, like breaking up the play. That's fine. That's well and good. But there needs to be that other side of the game then where he's getting uh, on the ball, turning around, lift the head up and look what's in front of him. Yeah. And he wasn't doing that. He was just playing it sidewards, backwards. There's a couple of... I watched, but when he started uh, doing that then, the game changed. And we actually scored then, I think it was in the 24th, 25th minute. He played it to Bruno, who then played, I think it was uh, Rashford, maybe done the <coughs> Yeah. So mm. the game kind of changed. So I'm kind of hoping maybe over the summer with the break and all that, maybe that's kind of got into his head. To Like, I'm doing the simple things. What I need to do is add in that neck bit of the game, turn around, lift the head up, look for the forward pass, and mm. transition into an attack. And if he can do that, you know, we're, we'll be flying with him. 
isn't that what the great midfielders do? And I know people yeah. will say he's still only 23, but Donny's only 23, and I watched him there in the friendly, and I've only seen him in Champions League games. I've never watched him in the Dutch League, so I only pretend to lie. But the times I have watched him, and McTominay never really does it. The ball comes from where his back towards their goal. Mm. He'll usually just go from side to side or back to the centre-back. But mm. if you watch, uh, watch Donny when he played the friendly last week, when the ball came to him, I think it was two or three times on his back, he actually turned with the ball or allowed his body just to, t- to move with the ball without actually touching it. Mm. And then you can see there's like three or four passes on where yeah. very, it's not often you'll see McTominay doing that. And they're mm. both the same age, so I can't, you can't really use age as that. It's kind of like something that the players have, and obviously Dutch players, because they're trained this way. Is yeah, well, the eye with the ball at the feet at a younger the age. I, the Ajax Academy is very, is very different as well in how it brings its players up. Like, and you can see that in the team that they have. Like, how many of them went off? Like, Ziyech should have been signed yeah. last season by somebody. I don't know how he lasted another season there. Mm. You have De Ligt, De Jong, now Van de Beek or Van de Beek. Like, mm. you can see what comes out of their academy. They they have a way of teaching these players. But um, I think, as, as you were saying, McTominay kind of does the simple stuff well and then the more difficult stuff he seems to struggle with. Mm. And then his the person beside him here, Pogba, I think it's the opposite. Pogba does yeah, the difficult it things is exactly so, the so well. These difficult things, you're like, how does he manage that? And then you ask him to do a six-yard pass and he somehow messes it up. And I'm like, mm. could if you could just do the simple things well, Oh, you think his arrogance takes over? I think it is. I think there is a bit of arrogance. Like a six-yard pass, he's like, I can do this in me sleep, and then he messes it up. And you're like, if you mm. just put the head down and just did that, mm. you'd be nearly unstoppable. And I think he started to kind of do that. Like he's like at the end of last season, you could kind of see it, that arrogance had kind of left him a little bit. Mm. And I'm hoping that it stays. Got you need that arrogance. You do need a bit of arrogance to be one of the great players. You have to have that. You know, I can do it, and I'm I'm great. You do need that, but you need to remember that you need to be able to do these simple things as well. It's his dwelling on the ball that probably infuriates yeah. me the most. He uh, needs to beat a player before he passes. Yeah, it's like he'll take too many touches like in and around the box or, or around the, the centre circle. It's where he'll get the ball, he'll turn. He'll do the turn the same way Donny might do the turn, but it won't be a straightforward pass. It will be... Mm. Maybe I'll take an extra touch here and you're giving someone else a bit of time to catch up on you. Yeah. And then he gets the ball nicked off him and then the forum goes absolutely delicious. <laughs> yeah. And I, no, I would actually agree. I know everybody gives me a hard time for defending. We were talking about this again, as you know, from Kelsey's comments yesterday. And I do agree. Like he does, you know, hold on to it for that. It doesn't seem like a whole lot of time extra. Maybe those two, three extra seconds. But it does allow that extra, you know, well, that's thing at the top for level. to close them down and, you know, then run the back foot very, very quickly. Uh, and yeah. I think sometimes his reaction, what makes it worse is his own reaction. He does get frustrated and yeah. he stamps the feet or something or throws the hands up in the air. Yeah. Do that afterwards, chase the ball, you know, focus, stay, remain focused and sort the situation out and then curse yourself afterwards if you want, like once the pressure's off. But yeah, no, no, I agree. He does. We've gone from one extreme. I do agree with just, you got it's the guy there doing the other, yeah. thing. Yeah, and the two of them. So let's hope it's not going to be a disaster with the two of them. I just, I, just, I just want to see him further up the pitch because I, I don't have confidence in him when he, because he's not disciplined enough to sit deep. Yeah. Because he, because he wants to roam and he, he just holds onto the ball too long. But when he gets closer to the ball or closer to the box, I think he's the best midfield dribbler in the world. 
Mm. I, don't, I can't think of a midfielder that dribbles as better than he does or in a He's very similar to Yaya, the same style yeah. of run. And, and, and I think that gets some fairly tagged on him, like the languid kind of run that he has. And they say it's lazy. Okay, fair enough, whatever he might. There are games where he doesn't cover the ground. But there are instances as well, and this is where the unfair criticism, I think, comes in as well sometimes. That, you know, even when he has that kind of languid, lanky kind of run where he eats up the pitch, you know, with his stride, that also still mm. gets labelled as, you know, lazy, he's not trying or whatever else. It's just the way he is. Like, you I know? think, yeah, it is. It's just the way, it's the gait that he has in his run. Like, he takes the yeah. bigger steps rather than, like, instead of taking three small steps in his run, he'll take one big step. And yeah. it looks lazy, but he's covered. It's like Carlton Farmer as well. He's there again. That's another one that kind of had that kind of build over the six foot mark. You know, very long. Yeah. All it's all legs, and it's just eating. It's strides. It's huge, as you said. Where a normal person or player will take three, four steps to eat up the same amount of ground, he just eats it up with one big stride, like he goes. Yeah. Well, mm. hopefully the two of them beside each other, they complement each other. One will do the simple things. The other one will mm. do the the more difficult. I think. I think Bruno's walk rate doesn't do any Pogba any favors whatsoever, though. No, it's because he's so infectious, he's so enthusiastic. Like if he doesn't have the ball, he's constantly asking for it. But Pogba mm. does as well. But Bruno does it in a more, uh, it's in an aggressive way. It's like give me the ball, give me the ball, I want it. And then if he's losing it, he's chasing down everybody. Like mm. he reminds me a bit of Tevez in a way. He's just constantly chasing it, people down. Yeah, mm. yeah. Not, and fans love that. Yeah, especially see, I over this side. I think that's the thing. Bruno is the player that comes in. And he he changes the team because he has that in him that he's like, I want the ball. And when I don't have the ball, I need to get it or get it back yeah. from the other team. And then when he does get the ball, he's not he's not worried about making himself look good. He's worrying about where can I put this that somebody else can score. He's not thinking, can I beat the player in front of me? He doesn't care about that player because if he can just lob it over that player's head into Martial, he'll do that. And I think that's where the difference was with Pogba. Pogba kind of likes to to show off a bit whereas mm. Bruno doesn't care so much about the showing off he's just kind of like as long as as long as somebody gets the ball and puts it into the net who cares if it's me or not I do think he has a bit of arrogance though I think well uh, that's why I, I, I do think you need, like to, have, you need yeah. to have the arrogance to be at that level like I just I think he's more of a team player than Pogba yeah of, he'll do the walk right for the team if he loses the ball or I think Pogba thinks oh well McTominay will chase this back from me maybe yeah mm. But then Just the, on a the side point. note there, I'm on Twitter here as well, and uh, I, know, I don't know if you guys are still on it or not, but uh, I was looking at the uh, the trending in Ireland, and uh, Dan James is second with 3,901 tweets. Uh, Matic has uh, nearly 7,000 tweets, so 7,800 or 6,800, should I say, sorry, uh, tweets going around at the moment. Yeah, it's a surprising so, one, um, but... I'd say most of them are probably negative in variety, you can kind of... Yeah, well, I've, I've just had a look at... The usual. I just had a look at them and it's just people saying they can understand Greenwood, but why is this player getting one? I can't. Why is this player getting a game? Where's Wambasaka? It's all the comments I can see on it. The, the gas thing is, like, if you're not going with Greenwood, like, who else are you going to go? The only other option that we have really is James. The other option, yeah. like, what else can you do? Yeah, Lingard. <laughs> the, young, the, young, the young lad, Lingard. Only, what, 17, is he? <laughs> young player um, of the year next year, I'm telling you. Yeah. But our last, the last three players in the squad, obviously James is playing up on the, the uh, right-hand side. Rashford on the left, Martial up front, and Bruno just behind them. I don't think there's any surprises with those last three. Nah. No, it's, 
everyone knew it. It's starting to pick itself in certain areas. You can kind of see it. Is, it. Yeah. Three of the back four are already there. Pogba's, you know, I'm he's just hoping he's going to play. Bruno, Rashford and Martial are, you know, if they're fit, they're going to play as well. Yeah. I'm just hoping that we get the Rashford, that, or sorry, the Martial we got at the end of the last season. Because that it was lad, nicely timed with the award yesterday, so I'm kind of hoping that keeps him. He was high, and you could see him. On. You could see how hungry he was in those games. Like he was, he hated when Rashford scored because he was like, oh, "Now yeah. we're level. I need to get one ahead." Yeah, he, and I want that that arrogance, that hunger to get, like mm. the desire to get the goals, and he seems to have that. And I hope that carries from the end of last season into this season. That's definitely a fair point. I think a lot of people were saying it. I think because he played on the left hand side as an actual he always wanted number to be a striker. Yeah, he always yeah, wanted yeah. to get into the striker. I, I think with him playing on the left hand side those open few years, you, you'd kind of lose that um the greed of say like a Van Nistelrooy. like you know yeah. if you have something like a natural centre forward a number nine, if they have a whiff of the goal, they're taking it, even if they've got the open man, like generally, and because it's that arrogance, that belief that you have to have the confidence. Mm. You know, I'm going to take this, I'm going to score it, I believe in myself, and I'm going to take that goal. I think because he played on the left hand side, he was too in favour of trying to dribble past the man all the time and looking to square it, looking for that assist. But mm. I think definitely for last season, I think it's definitely been drilled into him with Ollie and whatnot, and the way he, he was a super. Uh, centre forward like his, his finishing ability was some of the best I've seen at the club yeah I'm I hoping it carries in definitely it has you can see it's kind of brushed off on him he's clearly said to him why are you being you know I don't want you to be necessarily that team player there's going to be moments when you can be that that's fine but I definitely want you to be greedy I want you to to be our prime goal yeah. source do you know what I mean I, you can definitely see it's rubbed off on him and even um, even when he played centre forward a few games under under Jose his movement mm. was absolutely awful. Yeah, now yeah. I think, now I think, because Ole's got into his ear. If you watch his movement, it's most of his runs are actually in the same in the box. They're not mm. going near the corner flag. They're not going out wide. He wants aggressive. To run in, yeah. yeah, he's he running the channels, the, the inside channels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now we, another thing, he's running front post a lot more. I, mm. I can't remember him ever running front post at all. And I thought, what did he get? Four goals last season yeah. running front post. And, and I, think, again, I was going to say, I well, think that's that's kind of been the problem. Like previously, he was only going back post and the ball wasn't getting to him. Yeah. Now he's going front post and he is getting those goals. But the problem is that nobody's doing the back post now. And I think that yeah. we need to address because yeah. if he's coming in front post, if it gets past him, we need somebody on that back post. So either yeah. Rashford or James, depending on which side it's getting crossed in. Because you need someone on the front and back stick at all times mm. when you're... I think Rashford was obviously doing a little bit better, but James, Ra- yeah, I totally agree. He was, you know, on those moments, he was completely left wanting. Yeah, he doesn't know where to where, go. Where and, is he? Like, he was yeah. well, but like, you know, he was never there. As that he, he'll, probably, he'll probably learn because he's after having like 12 months of being in the Premier League, big step yeah. up. So you're thinking, it is a big step, yeah. You're <laughs> thinking that Ole will be telling them now or, or Carrick or feeling like, when we're crossing the other way, you need to go mm. back post. Yeah. You need to get in there, hang around there. The ball might not even mm. come to you, but every cross, one of them crosses is bound to just drop to you. And you just need to bury it, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you think for this this game then, results-wise, are we thinking? One, uh, sorry, I just wanted to pick up on the, the bench, actually. I know people oh, are saying, like, people are like going crazy about, like, Fossa Mensa, McCominay. But if you look at the bench, we have Greenwood and Van de Beek that come off the bench. I can't remember a while where we had two players that, that could change a game on yeah, our bench exactly. to come off and, and change I, it. 
No, you could argue. I, I know that's uh, that's um, a, a you a glass half full, um, half empty type. I do agree with you there. I was actually thinking the same as well. The last three names on that bench are fairly strong. Even like obviously Wan Bissaka is a great defensive option as well, and Fred isn't the worst. Like you know, but the bench is looking reasonably well there. However, mm. are we really happy with this, some of the starting lineup? Is Folsom Mensa good enough? Like he hasn't played no. in his games. Very injury prone. James, he's not quite at that level yet. McTominay had a great start. Well, I think he was very good. Probably somewhere between good, good and sometimes great last season. He went off at the back end of the mm. season when he wasn't getting games. So I really, I suppose, it depends on your outlook. And as usual, toxic being as, uh, or sorry, Twitter being as toxic as it is, I'd imagine that the likes of all these tweets that are going around that are turning into probably all negative. Yeah, I mean? but you yeah, just hope that, like, if we need to chase the game, would you rather? Yeah. If, well, if you need to chase the game, would you rather be bringing? Dan James in or would you rather be bringing Greenwood in and I know that means that you have to start the game with James rather than Greenwood but if you're then chasing a goal I'd rather bring Greenwood on if I have yeah. to chase a goal so I suppose but you'd hope then James would run the, uh, the fullback they're left yeah, full completely ragged and Greenwood can come in and pick him off and you know yeah, I think it's two sides of a coin really isn't it which this you is want. It. it depends on your mentality you're half full you're half empty it really just depends yeah. I agree with John I was actually going to say something similar the last three options BDB, Greenwood, and Nagalo. There's different options there, like, you know, uh, from midfield, out wide, and up front. But there's game changers there. I'm fairly confident today. I think I'll probably go for 3 1, I think. I, I said on the forum, I think I, I know people are losing their head. There's no signings yet. It's not, I'm not worried about, about the squad yet. I think the squad we have now is good enough to be Palace, it's good enough to be Brighton. It's when the window closes and we don't sign anybody, then I'll be worried. Because the squad, as it gets deeper into the season, then you get worried. Right now, the squad is good enough to beat Palace. That starting eleven should be beating Palace. Pogba, yeah, Fernandez, yeah. Martial, Rashford we should be beating them two or three nil, in my opinion. Yeah, it's I, the confidence that goes with it as well that's carried over. It's just been a very short break, so you'd you'd hope. I'm really hopeful that that kind of mentality, the confidence of getting thirds, playing nice football. Okay, fair enough. We did limp across the line into third in the last day, but even still, yeah, the fact that we did it. You know, and the lads, like, one thing that Ollie keeps on saying, all these players want to be here. The mentality is right. They're confident. They want to be here, you know. They're working hard. You know, we've got a good front three or four players there. You know, there's goals in the team. There's creativity with Pogba and Bruno. You know, it's it's there's, there's positive signs there. Like, you know, whatever about other clubs signing players, I still think we've got quite a bit there to be positive about. I think, as you say, John, as the season goes on, Fatigue, injuries, Champions League games kicking in, international. Yeah, that's if, that's if when the problems kind of start in around Christmas. You get someone like Sancho, and like the options up front there are unbelievable. Like we could mm. rest, you could rest Rashford, you could rest Greenwood, mm. you could actually play a four in midfield diamond with mm. with, with Pogba sitting and Bruno and um, yeah. or Van der Beek, and then have two centre forwards. Yeah. And then imagine having someone like. You have Rashford and Greenwood on the bench to come off the bench then mm. if you had to. Like the, the options are endless if mm. if you got someone on the right hand side. Uh, mm. And then if we got another full back, like we could easily put uh, Wamba Saka centre half. Mm. Like, Definitely. The, the, it's a, it's a fair point with that AW, uh, Wamba Saka being possibly tried at, at centre back as well. But I think the uh, it seems that he has his heart set on giving your man Mengi yeah. uh, minutes this season and uh, possibly saving on, on a centre back and maybe thinking long term why should I go out and pay like, you know, sixty, seventy million on a on a centre back, whether it's your man Uka Kamana or whatever his name is or Yeah. You know, 
Uh, the guy at Napoli as well, I can't even think of his name off the top of my head, but you know, yeah, I think, I think that's 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 raving about. you know, why bother? I don't know. I think, yeah, I think, I think we're going to bite the bullet and uh, pay up front for Sancho, and we're just not going to have enough money to buy, to buy a centre half. It's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I, think I, I have a feeling it is. It's it's uh, it's uh, do you want this or do you want that type of scenario? Yeah. I think he's kind of saying, well, geez, if I lump and I go all in on Sancho's, and well, then I'm probably really not going to get much else. And I think as well, I think he is definitely trying to get rid of some of the deadwood to lower the wage bill to raise funds. And whatever you want to go on about the uh, the glazers and whatever else and the, the financial, so oh, it shouldn't be like that. That's a whole different argument. But I think he is in a situation where. You know he's going to have to get rid of some of the dead. But it doesn't yeah, matter. it's a choice. You know, even if you take the Glazer argument out of it, it don't, let's just say for argument's sake, the likes of Lingard and you know Rojo, Jones, Pereira, they still should go regardless. Whatever your argument or your hatred or like yeah, or that, of, the, of the board is, it doesn't matter. Those players haven't performed. They haven't been good enough, and they have to go. But it's just not that easy as clicking a button like it's FIFA or something no. like that. Yeah, no, you can't just. See, you have to. You have to remember with Jones, like Jones is what now 27, 28? Yeah, and an he injury yeah, And he's on a hundred grand a week. Yeah. So if you're a if you're a boyer, you're thinking he's on a hundred grand a week and he's always injured. Who's gonna want to take him? And he's probably comfortable enough there, not just with his professional life, but he probably has a family there, he's comfortable enough. Why does he want to leave a hundred grand a week? Yeah. Exactly. So I don't think People Somebody suggested me to me on, on a United post there yesterday, I think it was, saying, oh, should just buy out his clause. Okay, well then, fine, fair enough, you could do that, but then you're down about 15 to 20 million. Because if he's on 100 grand a week, that's about 5 million a season. You're better off, you're better off just paying him week to week because yeah. it's, it's too expensive to just, like, yes, you get rid of him, but, like, you've still lost all that money. It's better to lose yeah. it over time than in one big lump. Yeah, and eats into the transfer budget then. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that, that could essentially be a portion of Sancho's wages then. Like, okay, fair enough, Sancho's going to be on probably maybe about, I don't know, 15, 10, 15 million a year or something like that. But there he yeah. goes, he's yeah. for the first year. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And people don't think of these things, the money ball aspect of it. Like, yeah, he no, no, finds that about four or five times over then for the likes of Lingard, for Rojo, yeah. you know, and this is we're the not, problem. We're not going to make much money back in returns at all because no one's really got, like, we probably, the most money we'll make is probably on Smallin. Give yeah, yeah, and that's probably why we're being so uh, pissy about it and saying, yeah. no, we want our 15 million or whatever it is, you know, we're going above. If you're haggling for anything, you go above what you want. People are saying, oh, that's stupid, don't expect 20 million from him. Okay, but if you start at 15, then you're only going to get about 8 to 10 from him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to go above and beyond. You have to go, say, 20 million if you want your 15 million. Yeah. You know, you're not going to, yes, that's just what it is. Like, that's not so our, I, I, posted, I posted earlier on that, like, we're probably looking to get this Tellis fella off Porto. Never seen him play at all, so I don't know if he's any good or not. But let's just say we did go all in with Sancho and then we bought Tellis. That's that's 150 million for them two players. There plus, you go. Yeah. Plus Donny. That's 150 well. million. Yeah. There is no team. I don't even know if Chelsea spent that much money. Mm, they probably did, but they they made big sales. Like they sold Hazard the year before and they made big money on him. Murata they made big money on. So it's kind of different that- as well. Absolutely, it's just them basically kind of almost balancing out the books over a longer period of time. Yeah, Whereas, they sell you know, a player for 10 million, 10, 15 million, they're selling a player for 100 million, you know. But we, we, folks also forget, like, how we did, like, okay, fair enough, we didn't, you know, blitz the market last summer either, but they're still reasonable. If you take it from the financial calendar year, uh, John's posted last night that it runs from the 30th of January, you know, from one year to the next. So if you take from the 30th of January last year, 80 million on, uh, on the wire. You have 40-odd million on Wan-Bissaka. 
you've another 50 million on Bruno, you've another 40 million then on, uh, on the bake. And then we're talking about another 100 million for Sancho. And then you're talking about Tellez on top of that then, as you say, for another, what, 20 million, 30 million, whatever it is. I don't even know what the figures are on that. Oi, 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 yeah. Fans wear their heart and their sleeve, but I'm thinking of the reality of it. The Glazers aren't going anywhere. I don't like the yeah. Glazers. So you need to think of it. They're not going anywhere, no. You need to think of this realistically. And realistically, they're not going to put their own money into this club. So we, we have to be clever how we spend and how mm. we sell players. So, and Edward Ward has also put us in a bit of a bother with his statement, we can do anything in the transfer market. And I don't think that's ever left us. And Ole mm. is now trying to get away from that. Mm. But yet, yet, when we do, when he is trying to get away with that and the sea and the, the, the window goes deeper, people are, fans are just like, well, just give them what they want. Just give them what they mm. want. But Panicking, then, but, yeah. yeah, a couple of months before, they were like, oh, Ole's doing this great. He's trying to get the players in that we need, that want to be here mm. and not get ripped off. But yet, people are just saying, just give 120 million for Sancho. Just give it. But mm. If we give that 120 million, well, then we can't buy a centre half. But if, yeah. we were to, if we were to put 80 million up front, which is reasonable, like instalments are what yeah. transfers are doing every year. We're well, no sure, look, at, look at Liverpool. They bought a player for 20 million and they're paying 5 million a year over four years. So and being well, praised for it. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's the <laughs> but way, you go on to air forum then and it's absolute fucking anarchy because yeah, they're offering up 80 million and then the remaining what 30 million whatever it is to make up the, or 40 million whatever the hell it is to get the full 120 that they want and we're fucking we're the worst yeah but we're, we're like we're in the lose lose situation now absolutely uh, we because are. if if we put 120 million in we can't get a center half yeah. and it's kind of like well, why didn't we get the deal done quicker because we need. We wanted to get a centre half. If we had put eighty million in, we would have had what forty million left over to set to, to yeah. spend. Plus, any anybody we sold, that could be easily about sixty million. Sixty mm. million on the centre half, then plus Sancho. And yeah, yeah, the big thing for me is I keep on saying, and myself and John, I always go back to it is the wages. The wages are always forgotten. It's a huge, huge aspect. We've still got a whopper of a wage bill. Now we got it down considerably with losing uh, Lukaku and Sanchez. Yeah. But like, you're still putting on the likes of Maguire, Bruno, and okay, fair enough, they're not earning in the same ballpark. But, but it all adds up. It's, this is it. It's kind of like, you know, you're, you're rubbing from Peter to pay Paul type thing. Mm. You know, yeah. it's constantly balancing itself out. Like, we've come Agents, down agents fees, agents yeah, fees. Yeah, this is it, yeah. Like, it's, no. it's I think not, we got a little bit off the, off the topic here, but sure, yeah. you know. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so you're, you're thinking 3-1, Kirk, then, for the end of... Yeah, uh, I'd be confident I'll go for goals, you know, from the day of the season. In the last couple of years, we've kind of hit the ground running. We had two 4 nils, didn't we, I think, Chelsea and... Yeah, two 4 nils. Yeah, I'll go, I, I'll go I, for I, this time. I'm thinking 2 nil. I think we'll... Shut out at the back, but I think we'll have two on. Hello. <laughs> What's yours, John? Uh, three nil or three one. I think we'll score, but I'm hoping we don't concede. But we probably could. Oh yeah. Do you want <laughs> Man United to win? <laughs> no, one little thing I'll say as well. I think as well we're on nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-eight goals. I think it is. So there's a, a thread going around on Red Cafe, and it's been kind of circling around. So we've been. I, I've. Had it in my head that Martial's going to get the uh, the ten thousand uh, Premier League goal for United. I think that's the number anyway. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. So it'll be something there to kind of celebrate as well. That'll yeah. be good. I, I yeah. as long as we win, I couldn't care if it was one nil or 
4 0. And handle a toxic form after the season or the, the off season and no transfers as well. It'd be yeah. murder on there, really. Well, I, I, just, I just want Rashford, Pogba, Bruno, <laughs> Marshall, all to play well and then. Yeah. Play well and get a win. Yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. which one he just puts the ball in the net, just somebody do it. That's it, I don't care. So we'll come back at half time again and see where we are in yeah. 45 minutes then, yeah? Yeah, perfect. Great Talk to you then, lads. We're back for the half time discussion of that first half. Uh, we were hoping for a nice positive discussion, but it won't be that. Absolute brutal stuff, that. The first yeah. 15 minutes were just absolutely brutal I don't know like we looked like a newly promoted side I just I couldn't believe how bad every player was yeah like whatever about the opening 15 minutes one consistent throughout the whole half has been the passing it's fucking shocking especially the mid uh, midfield three Bruno Pogba McTominay exactly kind of what we highlighted before the game McTominay I think only once I think right at the start, ah, oh, geez, he actually did what we wanted him to do. Picked up the ball, turned around, looked up and passed it forward. Uh, I can't remember who, to, to who it was to. I was thinking, oh, great, we might actually be onto something. In 90 seconds of that, I think it was, then we went down a goal. And God, this is going to sound like I actually kind of predict that and I'm a know-it-all. I'm not at all. But I, actually, I could see at behind Shaw, Andros Towns, on the, he had that half yard on yeah. him a little bit forward. I was thinking, geez, if something goes wrong on our right side here, we're fucked he was daydreaming and then within 10-15 seconds of that I was like oh I can see this fucking coming and my heart was sinking and it was once he got that ball in across the box that was it well I thought I thought Lindelof should have cut that cross out it was you think? Lindelof or Maguire should have been cutting that out as well and even yeah. even Neville was saying it. he was like if you had a centre back with any pace he would have been on that front post and he would have cut that off before it got across to Townsend at all and mm. it's, it's as we said we have two centre backs with no pace in them mm. I think he done well later on in the half though Lindelof that one on one with Zaha. Um, he did it, do it well 50, there. Fifty fifty. There was the one with the uh, the header. Well, the header was he brutal. God. Zaha has gifted us the fact that we're not two 0 down because Zaha should have gone through De Gea there. Yeah. yeah, it was a strange one. They both seemed to kind of pause for a second, especially De Gea. And I I agree with Neville when he said I actually thought that was going to be uh, Zaha's, but I actually genuinely I was thinking, oh God, here's two 0 Yeah, it should, it should have been two 0 Zaha gifted us that because De Gea. I can understand why De Gea kind of backed out because if he doesn't back out, because he he's lifting, gets off. yeah, well, he's lifting his boot up, so he's coming yeah. in. So if he doesn't back out, sort of to make it at least look like he's not going in overly aggressive, he's getting sent off, which is not something mm-hmm. we want. Oh, uh, a midfield or a defensive player to bring in Henderson. Yeah. Like, you don't want to do and that. Midfield three has been pretty poor. We're, yeah, yeah. we're not controlling. There's no tempo. And I don't know if you've noticed because of this, Martial keeps coming short. Yeah, keeps he's coming, coming short the whole time. Yeah, yeah uh, no, he is, he's, it's like he's trying to make up for the work that isn't being done in the middle of the park, basically, like to cut from the fence, to bypass the midfield. Look, these three lads aren't doing the job that I need them to do to get the ball to me. So I'm going to fucking bypass them. But that defeats the purpose because he's not where we want him to be. But what can you do like if they're not doing their job? All three, there's no fluidity. There's no tempo. It's... It seems to be hustling, bustling. There's nothing actually happening, really. Yeah, I'm not going to excuse them for the bad performance. I know it's only the open game of the season, but I, I, ah, like Palace had a little bit of an edge with the game last week. They, but we played last know, week. This yeah. isn't, you know, like we, yeah, we didn't play a proper game. Like we played a friendly, but we played last mm-hmm. week. This isn't, you know. 
I know, yeah, and we, and we actually played later as well into the season as well. You could argue, as in, you know, we had that extra, mm. the extra games in Europe and all that. Like, we should definitely be better than what we what we're showing at the moment. I'm still confident. Maybe it won't be three one. I still think we can turn this around if we get a goal early. Yeah. Um, changes are definitely needed. I don't know. Do you take? You're, I think Van Dijk gone. gone. Get him off. Get him off now. You think? Don't wait. Don't wait ten minutes into the half. Get him out now. I feel sorry for him in a way, but Van de Beek can probably still be an upgrade. And I'm in that deeper role. I think. Um, I don't think. I, I think they, actually the other two lads in the centre of the park have been worse than them, Pogba and, and especially. Yeah, I, think really, I think two of them have been worse than McCombie. I think McCombie's done relatively okay. Very simple. But yeah. The other two have been really bad. Really, really bad. I think Bruno in particular. I, I genuinely, I think like his passing, like he did, he, he he was pretty much non-existent for the opening twenty minutes. Seems to be out on the left for some reason. Yeah, I don't. I know don't know. Is Pogba running? Is Pogba running into the space that Bruno wants to be occupying? So then Bruno's pushing himself out to the left to give Pogba that space. I I don't really know. There, 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 there was an instance there, I remember, maybe about 20, 25 minutes in, and it was four players. There was Shaw, Rashford, Pogba on that left side, yeah. and Bruno wasn't too far either. I said it to and the lads as well. Too many of them. Yeah, too many of them on that left side. They're just um, overloading it. And then, like, Dan James has been non-existent as well, but sure, the ball hasn't been over on his side either. There's a couple mm. of times when Dan James had a chance to try and take his man on, but he mm. seems to keep going back inside. It's like he's afraid mm. to go out on the outside, but with his pace, he should be, all he has to do is just knock it past someone. I think he mm. wants to. Ta- I think he wants to take that shot. I think he's cutting yeah. in because he wants to take the shot rather than just put a cross in. And the one shot that he had when it was pulled back from the nice little turn from uh, Fogs to Mensa, I was thinking, geez, I like, love really? Bruno. Yeah, he, he, he tapped it. I was like, he's trying to like, place it. I was like, yeah. put your laces through it. Like, do you know what I mean? I will it. get for a few positives that we have had, like Pogba had a decent shot. Bruno did mm. have a decent shot. Like we've had, Martial should have been, McTominay should have just passed that ball to Martial. I don't know why he went for some fancy pass. Roll it along mm. the ground to Martial really? and let him bury it. Um, but I don't know McTominay he's already committed a few fouls and I'm a, like I think he's going to pick up another like I think he's picking up a yellow here if he stays on the pitch much longer you can see probably a double sub coming on I see I can probably Van de Beek and Greenwood coming on uh, maybe I think Van de Beek will come on at half time probably in the next few minutes and Greenwood probably maybe about the hour maybe 70 minutes yeah. you need to make something though because it's the yeah. stop Oh, I think so as well. Yeah, I think that's I think that's where it's going to go. Well, a common complaint of all is that he waits too long to make his subs. Is he going to let the clock run down again? Like, what's going to happen? But when you've got those options on the bench, you surely don't sit there and wait. You need to do something special in the opening day. Mm. You need to give him the bake at least thirty minutes in this game. Yeah, he can't sit. He can't be sitting there just waiting for something to happen. Yeah, if I, still playing as bad as the air, I'd actually whip one of them off. Yeah, mm. see, this is. I agree with just that McTominay probably has had a, a slightly better first half than the two boys, but that's because we we hold the two boys to a higher standard as well. Like we expect mm. more from them, whereas we don't expect too much from McTominay. And I'd be worried to take Bruno off because, or well, not worried, but wary taking him or Pogba off because they still do have that moment of magic in them. Like, like I was going to say that, yeah, there. I feel a little bit sorry for McTominay in that respect because he doesn't have that. Yeah, so I'd like magic. to. You know? I want to keep the two boys on for a little, like let them have their team talk, leave the two boys on, but something yeah. needs to change in the middle of that park. And unfortunately, if you're going to sacrifice one of those three 
I think McTominay is the one you're sacrificing. Yeah, and if if if, if you're making a substitute range of passing, if he has that range of passing, we'll get it. We'll transition it quicker from defence into attack. So you're kind of hoping that we can do that. If we are on the back foot at all, you know, we can get it moved quicker. Like our, we're all about the counter attack primarily. So if we can do that quicker, get it to Van de Beek, get it up the pitch. You know, turn on the ball, get spread the ball around, and hopefully we can turn this over. I'm not, I'm not stressing them enough though. No. no, we're not. But the thing is, we haven't even had them push back. We haven't had them on the back foot enough. This is the thing. Like I, I actually say, I'm actually, I was really impressed with the opening 15 minutes from them. They were actually, they, their high press was fantastic, and they were really like their work rate. Like they were very well organised. But once we kind of grew into the game from about 20 minutes onwards. Well, that's we the thing. We, we seem to take over after 15 yeah. minutes, but we need to yeah. get through that first 15 minutes seems to be the problem. Mm. And even when we do take over, we're still moving the ball really slowly. There's yeah, it no is. Yeah. It's and too, if, you're moving, if you're moving the ball at that pace, it gives them an easier chance to get set. But if we move the ball mm. a lot quicker, we're stretching mm. them more. But then we have the problem is that both wide men, Rashford and James, you keep them cutting inside. No one wants to go on the outside. Yeah. There has to be a different bit of variation there. Then defences will just cop onto what we're trying to do. It's yeah. clogging it, yeah. It's making it too narrow. It's clogging it up. And I said to you, like that instance to me that just slowed out with the forward and Bruno, uh, Rashford, Shaw, and uh, God, who was this? Pogba as well. Just the forward mall in on top of each other. And it's, you need, yeah. as you said, you'd be definitely spread the pitch, you know, get the ball moving quickly. You know, get, uh, spread their back four as well and start working them a bit. It's just not working at the moment at all. But we definitely, we're definitely off the pace at the moment. Please. And there what do we think? Sorry, Sorry, I was going to say, what do, what do you think? De Gea had that brutal pass at the start of the game. <laughs> but yeah, at the same time, the goal, the goal he did get a hand to, and I think he was a little unlucky. Like, he got a big hand to that and pushed it, and it hit the post. It just hit the wrong sides of the post and went in. No, no, I'm not I'm not faulting him for the goal. I'm saying that like yeah. he he had a very strong hand on that and he mm. did what he could and it's it still went in. No, no faults on him there. But then he has a big save, a couple of just coming up to the end of the half there. Yeah. He put it has onto the crossbar, didn't he? Mm. Um he did, yeah. Has yeah. he shown that he deserves to have that number one spot at the moment? I know he had that brutal pass out from the back, but other than that, I think he's been you have to keep like at the at this point in time, you still have to. It's waiting for that big error, big, big mistake. Yeah. That's like where I said, if if Zaha hadn't pulled out of that and had scored again, yeah. I don't I don't think that would have been his fault. Like he had to come for that, and it, he was left short. I think even if Zaha had got past him and scored, that's still I wouldn't have blamed the hair. But and I think he would have got the blame had that gone in. Yeah, think, yeah, he I was in an awkward situation. As I said, why did he come out? Well, if you don't come out, then you're leaving yourself one on one. With he, he had to. No, he had to come out because um, yeah, like he could see like Vic was going like he was in trouble there. And there's no the way. Second half, the second Vic half was first kicking off now, wasn't it? Yeah, it'll be kicking off now. Yeah, so we'll um, we'll wrap it up anyway. We'll call it off there, and we'll two one. On. Uh, here we go <laughs> two or three one like the boys back to guys so full time uh, result three one Kirk was right just put the goals into the wrong team um, unfortunately not what we wanted to see um, there's a few talking points from from that um, some of them our fault some of them the rules um, I suppose we'll start with the, the one that's the rules the Penalty. What do we think? 
What fucking penalty? That was never a penalty. That's a joke. Look, whatever, I agree. Neville, like, he can go off on his rant. But, okay, we deserve to lose. Fine. Yeah, we did. We Lost. did. We weren't, we weren't good enough, but that's that... fine. That penalty decision, though, is a fucking joke. That's an absolute joke. Leeds got, like, Leeds got one leader. against them. Leeds got one against them last week I know, against Liverpool. I know. And that one, I think, was more of a penalty than our one. Mm. And yet, I don't think the one in the Leeds-Liverpool game was a penalty either. You cannot take your hand down from that distance. And especially Lindelof, unless you're meant to run with your hands directly by your side, they're going to move up and down as you run. This is kind of the point that I was making last season. Okay, some of the examples that I had last season, I admit I was wrong, fair enough. But it's just, it's physics. Yeah, there's certain points, and the other thing with it as well, with physics as well, I said at the fucking car, and I was screaming the house down at that fucking retake of a penalty. To get momentum, you have to jump to a certain degree forward. That whole De Gea off his line thing is fucking bullshit. Fair enough, I accept the loss. That's, we didn't deserve three points today. You know, at an absolute stretch, we deserve, uh, not even deserve, we get a draw out of that. I might not say we deserve a draw. At a no, stretch. we didn't. We get a draw at a stretch. We, did, we deserve to lose there, right? But the exactly. thing is that that penalty is not a penalty. And last, not- se- last season we were hearing, well, it's not the ref's fault because VAR tells him and he just does that. That ref went over and looked at that. Yes, this is the problem. In a, a freeze frame picture, yes, the ball does hit Lindelof's hand. Yeah. That football is not a freeze frame game. Exactly. Man is running, his hand moves up and it happens to hit his hand from one yard out. There's no way you can stop that. And you can see it in Lindelof. He knows he shouldn't have got that. Never and just my problem, Ali, Ali commented there about five minutes before the end of the game, uh, dreadful performance, whatever, and I still see VAR is shit. That isn't the fucking fault of VAR. Video only records exactly what happened. And you hit the nail on the head there. It's not a freeze-frame game. It's it's instantaneous. It's running at ridiculous fucking speeds that these guys are trained to play at. And whatever about VAR being used as a tool to try and decide what is ultimately the, the fairest decision, it still comes down to a human decision. As you said, a referee, a human being, goes up to a fucking monitor and has some cabbage in his fucking ear saying, penalty, no penalty. That's still human error. The video is only showing you what happens. Why is it that two, two, three humans here can sit on this call, on a video call, exactly the same as VAR, and say that that's a fucking terrible decision? Then you got two or three other cabbages just because they have a bag on their fucking, on their jersey, whatever you want to call it, on a referee jersey, and call them a referee and says, penalty. What's the fucking difference? We're all human. We can see it's not a fucking penalty because we apply common sense to it. We don't have the pressure of millions of fucking euros or whatever the fuck else it is. Mm. But th- and they the are under a micro fucking scope of pressure of having to make the right decision. It hit his hand. The rules say if it hits his hand at all, I have to give this as a penalty. No, no, you don't. Use fucking common sense. Grow some balls. And apply common sense to the situation. Yeah, and I do. I do think that's the issue here. I do think that's the issue here. That is, that is never, ever, ever a penalty, right? Yes, he should have gone to look at the screen because the ball does strike Lindelof's hand, and he should look at that. It is correct to go and look at that because. And I'm glad he actually went to the camera. If, if Lindelof wouldn't even go near the camera. If Lindelof's hand had been down by his side and he wasn't running, and he yeah. moved it up and it hit his hand, then it's a penalty. 
right? So you do need to look to make sure that the hand wasn't moving in that, like it wasn't moving up to stop that ball getting past him. But it's not. He has no idea that that ball is going to hit his hand. It's, there's no way that anybody has the reaction time to stop that from happening. And then to retake the penalty, okay, it's in the rules that you have to retake that penalty. Okay, so you can't really put that blame on anyone else. But for the love of God, like, I think even what if you do, what if they, what, it's fucking daft as well. What if they retake the physics are, if you're trying to push yourself to go left or right, there, there's a, there's a, an element, there's an angle to it that you have to go out forward. You have to. There, there is an element of forward movement. But De Gea did the same thing. Right, you're still going to an angle of forward movement to a degree. Well, he's done, the same, he's, he, he's done the same thing for the goal they scored. He's done the same thing on the, goal, the penalty they've scored. So why? And I was thinking exactly the same thing as well, but you just sit there as well. So why is that penalty? Why is that? Why is that penalty not retaken? Why exactly? Because there's going to be this constant repetition of the of the penalty constantly being fucking taken because the referee or the ref, the goalkeeper has to. It's just it's it's fucking physics. You have to have an element of forward movement to move left or right. Even if it is only a small bit, like a 45 degree angle or whatever the hell it is, yeah. it's just physics. You have to move forward, even to get that little bit left or right, whatever it is. It's fucking stupid. Okay, yeah. fair. We deserve to lose, whatever. But that decision with the penalty is just it's yeah. It's not VAR. VAR. I don't. Uh, it's not the penalty or any of the decisions that annoy me the most. I thought we were absolutely abysmal today. Oh no! We don't were, get me wrong. We were. we were brutal, and that's the worst part. But like. VAR is meant to make this stuff improved, and yeah, but had there I been no the, VAR, no penalty would have been given there because if the game if the game ended two one, we could really discuss. But the fact they scored a towards yeah, they did yeah, and, and that third one, good God, right, that third one, Lindelof, what was he doing? I know that I actually I know you I know you said the ran to the Jackson and came out and Karen had a head in the phone. I said, what the fuck? It's 3-1. <laughs> yeah. I came out and I saw the replays. I was like, yeah, and he was backpedaling and all. It's not even that. Zaha, the ball bounces between them and Lindelof mm. kind of doesn't get it. And then Zaha just turns on him and scores. That cannot happen. And it, this happens all the time with Lindelof and with Maguire because it happened a couple of minutes later with Maguire and we got lucky that they didn't score again. Like, we always said in the admin chat, the one thing that we definitely got absolutely spot on in this, in this, in the pre-match chat was the two of them are far too similar. Yeah. The get, minute get they're expected to burn or use it at a yard of pace, they're fucked. Yeah. Get we had three Akron players against the two of them today and we were roasted. We were absolutely fucking roasted. Lindelof always seems to get too close to his man and he gets mm-hmm. torn a lot easy, always getting out-muscled. Yeah. It's like he's, yeah. he's, he's pressed up right against them. Where the striker can feel him there, and it's easy. That's easy for a striker to turn. Yeah. Like, uh, well, Lindelof kept on getting skinned today, and then Harry's yeah. passing today was fucking shit. Harry's passing was awful. The whole lot of them. I know, I know people was give me shit about the about stats and whatever else, as I call it, it is his performance data. I would actually. I haven't gone in. I'd love to actually see what his passing completion rate was. They're all all of their passing completion was fucking brutal. Everyone's was brutal. the worst. One of the worst. I, it was shocking. Absolutely. I shocking. thought. Um, I don't think many people noticed, but I was noticed. I thought Rashford was absolutely atrocious. He was. He was, he was brutal again. He, yeah. He was like, just wasn't there, and he kept well, doing these pop shots and. What is Not even doing? hitting the target. They were all yeah. going wide as well. It's. I really hate on the forum when I see somebody saying disinterested. And 
sometimes they're right, don't get me wrong. I think I hate it because none of us like to hear or read or see about a player being disinterested because we all love the club. And you and what, I sound so cliche to turn around and say, geez, these lads are in a fortune and they're one of the biggest clubs in the world. They should, how can you not be interested to play for Manchester United? But then I read that and then within a few minutes of that, it was like a, it wasn't even 50-50, it was 70-30 in his favour. And, and he still didn't get just it. like moseying up to the ball. And I think it was Maguire that bet him to it. Mm. I was just thinking, yeah, he actually fucking does look completely disinterested. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Like he kept him coming too deep, and his position—he was all over the pitch at times. Did you see at the, the last part of the game? I think it was the last fifteen minutes. Again, what we talked about in the first half: how many players did we have on the left-hand side of the pitch? Yeah, and again, we were trying to pass, overloading it. Trying to pass around like four of their players. It's like there's nothing happening here. Like we're not there was going nothing anywhere. on the right hand side at all today. Like no. I think maybe we missed. Uh, I don't know whether it was taking Wamba Saka. Okay, fair enough. He hasn't got the the end product, but it's the fact at least. Okay, fair enough. He's not delivering that final ball. At least he is putting that left foot under pressure and working them, and you know, sapping their energy levels. James offered nothing as well. Even Greenwood when he came on, he started drifting yeah. over to the left side. I was like, what the fuck is going him on? And Rashford, I mean, him and Rashford, Rashford seemed to switch. Yeah, they seemed to switch. But I have to say, like we every time the ball went to one side, whether it was the it's it was usually the left, but even when it was the right hand side, we were overloading the players. There was four or five players there. Why is there so many players over on that side? You need some players to stay on the other side of the pitch. You can't have them all there. And I know. And then at the end of that. We had Shaw put a ball across, and again, and none nobody, of them ran to the back, none ran nobody to the back on the back post. post. This is what I was saying yeah. earlier. None of them take, none of them take that gamble of, well, it might make it to the back post, and I need to be there. But none of them, none of them are like I think it was Kirk said earlier. None of them are like Van Nistelrooy that will take that. Yeah, I know. I have to move because I'm interrupting somebody. No, you're all right. <laughs> um, no, you're right. None of them are taking that risk and none of them are willing to take, like, make that run. Okay, the ball may or may not come to you, but if the ball does come to you, at least you're there. And that's what happened yeah. with the, the goal we did get. Van mm. der Beek or Van der Beek happens to be at the back post and the ball yeah. happens to come to him and he puts it away. It's a tidy finish. It's a great little finish by him. Mm. Delighted that he scored and had the penalty not gone against the... Had, the penalty not being scored, it would have been one all, and you might be in a different game. But that's that's a different part. Of it. I, th- I think that's my problem with the penalty because, as you say, there it would have been one all. But I'm w- I'm willing to take that because we didn't deserve to win that. And no, he did nothing. You can't complain over the ninety minutes. Whatsoever. But the, the thing is that the passing was terrible. Pogba's passing again. He wasn't doing the simple stuff well. Bruno was not on form today. Like that was the worst game Bruno's had. And I know I said that if you were taking one of one of the three of them off, that it should have been McTominay. I'm glad he didn't because, mm. I, like, I'm willing to put my hands up. I was wrong. McTominay had the best out of the three of them. Well, it was a couple of times he chased back and actually got us out a bit of trouble when we he were did. pushing to get the equaliser. He did. Yeah. McTominay had a very good game. I'll ha- I have to say, like, that's probably one of the better. Like, I don't even. I don't want actually. That I. I want to go back there. He didn't have a very good game in comparison to everyone else. He had a very good game. Yeah. See, I think he done okay. Hey, he does. He does the simple things well, where yeah. he's chasing back, he's making tackles, mm. and he just does a sideward pass to someone who gets the ball. So it looks, it looks simple. He does the job well, but what you want from him or someone is taking that risk, and that's the mm-hmm. difference. Where yeah. 
I thought Bruno and Pogba were just really poor to both of them. Either or could have went off for Van de Beek. Yeah. yeah. Pogba, Pogba, I don't know how many fouls he actually gave away. Oh, I don't know. In the opening 60 minutes, he had two, or not 60 minutes, 60 seconds, he had two anyway. But after that, then as well, yeah, were... I don't know how many, how many passes he gave away to a yeah. lad that was two yards in front of him. Like, but, did you notice as well, Bruno, when we were trying to break, Bruno just, he wasn't trying to pick a pass, he kept lumping it, just yeah. lumping it. And I was just like, what are you doing? John yeah, kind of picked up on that. He was here doing one or two things. If it was in their final third, it just seemed to be everybody was looking at Bruno, passing to Bruno and expecting a moment of magic from him and that was it. Or the other option was, is what you said, John, there now as well, was if he's dropping into where, say, half, or into the halfway line or into where third, it was a case of him looking for something to ping long. And it just he's trying to look for this either. spectacular half-body yeah. pass and it just gets lumped in the air. And I was like, he tried it about three times in the second yeah. half. Yeah, and I think th- I think this is part of the problem that we have Bruno, and as you said, we get into the final third. Everyone gives him the ball and goes, "Bruno, do something." And I think that is slightly the problem because y- you can't always look to one player to be the one that makes makes the game yeah. for you. And yeah. that's not a, like Bruno had a bad game, and I'm not trying to defend him here. But the rest mm. of the team needs to realise that okay, you need to step up. Some of you need to t- like you can't always ask him to be the one to do it. One of you mm. should. Step up to well, is it, isn't that what Van de Beek was bought for as well? And, yeah, this and, Van, it, and yeah, Van de Beek yeah. came on and he, did it, and maybe he should have like he should have come on earlier. But like, I, I think our big big problem today, it wasn't just tempo. Whatever about tempo, okay, we did. It was moved very very slowly. I just think the the accuracy of the pass and, and just being sluggish in general was fucking shocking. It, it was. Bad. And to emphasize that point, I I think I, I sent a comment onto the private, you know. The admins group and I said I think it was in the about the 89th minute, 90th minute or something like that. And Martial fucking collected the ball from Harry Maguire about five years. I was going to say that I can't even yeah. fault Martial in this game. He had no service. Of course he didn't score. Of course yeah, he hasn't got a goal. There was no ball given to him. The only yeah. two times he had a chance at them, the bo- the final ball to him was put out of play by somebody, and that yeah. is like you can't put the blame on Martial on that. No, I suppose the question now is where do you go from here? Then, like, it's been a whole summer of like focus on the board. It's gonna, it's gonna amplify by a thousand tonight. Uh, you need Twitter, to buy keep people in. The forum is everything's just gonna go crazy tonight. Yeah, I would I say avoid the forum. I put the post up tonight and knock off the com- uh, the, the notifications. And I just think avoid watch a movie, stick on Goodfellas, something one of your gangster films, John O. And yeah. it's not worth it tonight. I don't think we'll come back and fight another day when we're looking a little bit better. What, where, what I think we do, we need players. Uh, I don't want to see Daniel James starting in the Premier League. No, whatever I don't about whatever, whatever about cup games, fair enough. The League Cup away yeah. to, to Port Vale in the FA Cup, yeah, fine. Starting in the Premier League, Mensa James and Lindelof shouldn't be starting for Man United in the first game of the season unless you were desperate with injuries. Well, I don't. I th- I think to be fair on the one on Mensa, I I didn't realize it, but the commentators did mention it a couple of times that Juan Basaka had only come back and had been on quarantine for two weeks, so that's why he didn't start. Okay. So okay. that's that's a fair enough reason. But I do agree, James can't be starting. Lindelof can't. It's be not starting. a coincidence either. Lindelof, Lindelof can start. If yeah, McGuire that doesn't, kind of came from that right hand side when you think about it, like you know, mm. in and all that, uh, attacking Lindelof for that third goal, whatever about that, fair enough. But I don't know, I, 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 I hope with Wambasaki in there, he'll make he'll it improve like, us, like, yeah, 
Ongar get Greenwood start and start on the front the front uh, the front foot in the next game. Get a lead, fucking you know, get three points in the bag and kind of go on from there. Right, well, we'll I think, sorry, I think go we ahead, John. To, I think we need like if we do sign a Sancho or Tellius, like the 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 dressing room needs a bit of a lift as well, and I think they'll get lifted seeing someone else coming in. Mm, yeah. Because uh, um, I'd say I'd say that like half of the players are on Twitter anyway. They're reading yeah. half of the shit that's going on. So they, well, they probably have an insider view to it as well. You know, like yeah. you know, he's in the England squad, and how many others are in the England squad and stuff like that with Sancho and stuff. They obviously talk. They probably have all WhatsApp groups and everything else. Yeah, and they're probably saying to each other like, "What's going on? Are we not signed this fella or what?" Yeah, yeah. I but, do have to say that the the one it's about the good and a bad thing here is we've lost right. And to at least try to put some sort of positive spin on it, you would hope that that then drills home the point. This isn't good enough. Like, we need to make signings. I just hope we don't panic, though. But yeah. the problem... Okay, whatever, but but that's, really that's what I was going to say, Kirk. Wrong, but I, don't, that, I don't want us to panic either, though, as well. Yeah, no, but that's what I was going to say. At one po- On one hand, yes, maybe this will force the board. You need to buy someone. Here's what's happened, and you need to buy someone. But we're now in a worse bargaining position, because had we won that game, you yeah, can look at you. You can go mm. and you're talking to to Byron about Sancho, and you go, ah, well, maybe we don't really need him, and they might drop their price now. So they look at us and they go, he's lost three one to Crystal Palace, lads. He's got bars. You need him. You need my, him. My worry is, are we gonna pa- if we don't get Sancho, are we gonna panic and try and get a loan for Perisic or that? It is. Oh, I, I'm reading be... this rumor, and I'm like, what the fuck is this about Perisic? No way, Bale. Is gone. So yeah, there's another name in there as well, uh, Kingsley Coleman as well. If well, if you, you could get Coleman, I take. I would take Coleman, Coleman on loan because he's he is quality, but it's just, he's had he's, some bad injuries. He's had he some very bad injuries. Yeah, he's he's done his he's done his. It's ACL. a loan, like it's not a huge risk. I don't yeah, if it's a loan, I'll take. I don't want to buy him. I'll I'll mm-hmm. take him on loan. But we'll try and end this on a little bit of a positive and take some positives from the game. So the main one I had was that, and I know what you were saying that he shouldn't be starting at right back but watching Fosu Mensa when he was crossing the ball he doesn't just lump it across you can see him he looks up and he goes right there's a player on the edge of the box I'll cut that back or there's no one on the edge of the box and I'll put that into here he's thinking about where he's going to cross the ball and I think that's important because it's something that neither neither the other crossers like Wambasaka doesn't do and Shaw doesn't do none of them think about where they're going to put that ball they just cross it and hope and I, I, I thought do it was great to see I, yeah, I think see what... someone thinking about what their pass was going to be oh will I I'll look up alright there's Marshall and it didn't it didn't work out for him unfortunately and I think the only reason why it didn't work out there was an example I think on the, the morning's game I can't remember what was, what was the morning it was uh, West Brom uh, this yeah. morning and geez, they were on about you know um, James Rodriguez in the first game and you're saying it, it's just one of these teams. Sometimes it clicks, sometimes it doesn't. And Hamez in the first game, it, with his similar kind of exactly like what you were saying, when he was trying to pick out his man with it, you know, uh, across, it just worked. Whether yeah. it was like the, the cut back along the ground, the daisy cutter, or, you know, dinking it in towards the back post or the front post, whatever it might be, it worked for him. What I did notice, Fosu Mensa was, as you say, making that intelligent pass. It was just one of those things that Martial, or whoever it was in the box, James, whoever. They, they were already what, gone. They weren't, yeah. yeah, they weren't reading exactly what he was trying to do. And that link-up wasn't there. The understanding wasn't there yet. It's early days with him in that yeah. position. He's only played a handful of games. But that's, like that, that, was a, that was good to oh. see. And then De Gea, okay, we've lost 3-1. But De Gea, 
he's made some very big saves there. He saved the penalty, had to be retaken, and he almost saved that second one. He got a hand to that second one as well. No complaints at all with the hay. I'm not not taking any complaints, but I'm just saying that it looks like he's taken, other than that one straight pass. I actually felt sorry for him with the penalty because his uh, record of saving penalties is not great. So the fact he saved when I was no, it's not. I actually was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, but like that's what I was saying. Like we were questioning before, like before the game kicked off, like. Are we going to get the Haye in that looks to be back to his best? And mm-hmm. other than that straight pass at the start of the game, I think the Haye was back to his best here. You don't absolutely because I don't wrong. I don't, I didn't put, wrong, really. I don't put I don't put anything mm-hmm. wrong on him. This was defensive errors and a poor judgment call from a referee. So what Var- what do we do? What do we do now? Like we're, we're, we need a right hand sided player, but we're crying out for a centre back. It's blatantly obvious. We've cried out I, for one. So, I think it's a centre back. If if you have to pick one or the other, for me, the worrying thing though is we're not linked. Now there could be something going on in the background, but the worrying thing is like there's absolutely no links with. Do a we get a loan? Do we get a loan centre back? That's that might be the way to go. Just get someone in on loan for the year or whatever. I don't know, but for me, if you have to pick one or the other position, centre back. I think mm. they've already made that one. Yeah, I think, but the thing is yeah. with the centre back though, as I say to you, like you know, there's nobody linked, and realistically, who is available? Like you know, I, I honestly can't think of anybody at a reasonable fee, maybe on a loan. Even I'm not really sure who you can get. I can't really think of anybody. You know, Jesus, it's it's really slim pickings. Like to think of a, a quality centre back, even for a temporary fix, like a really good centre back with experience. That, but I think it's not even. I think what we need in the centre back is somebody with pace. Yeah, we do. It definitely, it needs, to be, it definitely needs to be somebody with pace. But I think if that's what we need, and I think we need that more. And I do agree with you, John. It looks like we. It looks like the board is set on Sancho. But mm. if I had to pick one or the other, I'd be picking a centre back because okay, we're maybe, still re- weak on that right wing, but we're weaker in the centre back. Maybe position. we don't buy a left full and we just try and get even a centre back for forty million. Yeah, I don't know. But, get a centre back in and. Go for Sancho as well if you oh, want. But. I always thought centre back was one of the main priorities, and mm. and right and right wing left left full we could get away with for. I, d- I don't think we need a left full. I think we're okay. I think Shaw had a decent game. We do. He was great going forward, but I think I think Shaw did okay. Yeah, I t- like I, I blame Shaw for the first goal myself more than anybody. Whatever about uh, Lindelof and and Harry cutting out the the ball across the box. I just think he got caught napping at the back post. He, 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 he did get caught napping, and that that is on him. But at the same time, if there's two players in front of you that should be stopping the ball getting to you mm. as well, so like all three of them are at fault there, and mm. that's kind of the problem. We have too many people at fault at the back for mm. one goal. You know, <laughs> none of them doing the right thing. None of them. None of them doing it correctly, and that's very worrying. How many days? It's been, what, 12 days is it left now in the window or something? Yeah, like yeah, 12 days. So just go out and just like find someone, find someone decent and get, but, get them again, in. Again, the like problem is can. now it just, it just reeks of desperation now after a 3-1 loss or something. Like, yeah, well, that's that's the problem. We've gone and lost this game and now we are going to get rinsed, whoever we go for, because they're going to know they need this and they're only coming to us because they need it. Well, the thing is, as I still agree what I said at the start of the uh, Started as we, our squad was good enough to beat them today. It should it have been. Yep. This is it. on paper. It is. Yeah. We just uh, whatever. Weren't at the races. Ga- I don't at think all. it doesn't. It didn't look like any of the players knew what the game plan was. 
kept on going to the left-hand side when it wasn't working. No fluidity in midfield. Both Pogba and Bruno were just non-existent. Basically. We're definitely capable there. Yeah. We are definitely. Yeah. We, we, should, we should have been able to beat these. Like, I'm not... Yeah. By no means am I saying we need a player in to beat Crystal Palace. We need a player in so that we can beat the likes of Liverpool, City, yeah. and Chelsea. And like we the beat big Palace in, Jan- in July with this team. But so we should, but like these lower teams, like the likes and like Palace were actually quite good. And yeah. the last the last while they've been quite good. But um, yeah, we shouldn't need anyone in to beat these. Like we should have, we should have been. Brief. Maybe we should have seen it coming though as well. Like they are a little bit of a bogus. Like they did beat us two one last year. Um, you know they, they did, but again, that was the Haya errors that was involved. In yeah. To, to be fair, they did beat us, but like we should we should have been beating them. I do agree with John. Like they, they, this no, isn't where we this isn't where we need the signings, but this this highlights the fact that those signings are needed. I think. Does 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 Ole take any blame starting Dan James or? Is he... I don't think so. No, I don't really think so. I think was that's... A, we, both, we all said that at the start of the game. That lineup should be strong enough yeah. you know, to, mm. beat, to beat them. I think there was enough in that, like with Bruno, with Pogba, Martial, Rashford. You know, there's enough there about the team, okay, on paper, whatever. You know, I think we just, we look a bit sluggish today. There's definite, definite, definite improvement there. They're enough Even the same team point. beat them in July 2-0 as well. Yeah, there you go. That's what I mean. That's but I think, so, I think the thing is, if you don't start Dan James, that means you started Greenwood, right? Hmm. And then, if you're 1-0 down and chasing the game, are hmm. you going to take off Greenwood to bring on Dan James? Well, that's where we need to sign Sancho. So Yeah, well, that's where yeah, you need to sign options. somebody. That's, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't yeah, think... Yeah. Dan James shouldn't be starting, but like... I'd rather have Greenwood coming off the bench than Dan James. Although I do think pre- Dan... he, he was pretty poor as well today. He, did, he didn't have a great game, no. And no, no yeah, one nobody did, did. This is it. Like nobody. It, it feels like it feels like they just none of them were at the races today. And hopefully, I just hope that that you know next week they the the wind is back in the sails and the lads are back playing to the was, the standard they should be playing. But I was a bit con- a bit concerned that we with Pogba Bruno. And uh, Rashford, they seem to all try to do too many spectacular things at times. And uh, when we're playing bad, it really shows. Mm, yeah. Pogba, Pogba was trying to dribble past people, it wasn't working. Bruno would just kept trying this spectacular pass. And many, he gave the ball away plenty of times. And then they are, Rashford, yeah. Rashford just kept taking pop shots. And I was like, why are you shooting from there? And he was trying to do little flicks. And then there was times when... He was getting outpaced by people, and I was like, what's going the, on? The, uh, the, the, I suppose, I don't know if it's good news or bad, news. we've Luton next, and then Brighton. Um, you'd hope maybe kind of take some of the spotlight off, just play some of the fringe players. And, yeah, well, Luton, I'd like to see uh, some of the, the younger players kind of getting, yeah. getting their Men- run out. Yeah, I'd start yeah. on the bake. I would, yeah, just to give them game time, minutes, but I, think, yeah. I do think that that's the game where Dan James should be getting his starts. Yeah, yeah. They, they're the games that they should be starting. And Let Lindelof. Lindelof should be her starting centre-back in the games. To be honest, I think Martial should start that game. Not because he needs to. And as I said earlier, I don't put any blame on him not doing mm. much today on himself. But I think you start Martial in that game versus Luton. Mm. Just, to, just to get him the goal. Just to get him off the... Sh- get the get mm. the get this goal sheet started. There's one. There's two. And my, my concern then is after that, then I suppose after the Luton game, then is Brighton. I think, geez, Brighton. No, but we've a little bit of a bogey 
patch with well, them. Well, again, they, they, they just really, sit really like, nervous. Again, the they just sit back. Yeah, yeah, they just sit back. Yeah. And this is the, it's where we struggle. And this is what we had the likes of Bruno Vaught in for to help us break that down. Yeah. But you can't you can't just rely on one player to do that. And thankfully, we've signed Van der, Van der Beek, mm-hmm. and he, he will help us do that as well. Mm-hmm. But as uh, as far as this week goes, that was was a poor start back to the Premier League, and it, I'm I'm not going near the forum. I don't. I'm, not, I'm not too, <laughs> avoid. too surprised. As I said, you just post this and knock the notifications off and put a yeah. surprise. Not I'm not too surprised, but we should have we should have been. We were bent. terrible at the, the last end, six yeah. games, so mm. we basically just carried that form in. And yeah. Can we? We've no preseason now as well. Mm. Players of like. Probably training at home on their own. We like. I'm not know. really yeah. surprised at all with this. I'm not overly uh, surprised, but I do think that the lads should have been coming in oh, rare yeah, to well go here, it. and they weren't. And that's that is on them, I think, unfortunately. So hopefully, Palace were well up for it, though. Palace, they were. Palace were. Palace had a great game. I won't take anything away from them. They deserved that win. They were sharper. This is what I mean. I think. I think it's going to take another game or two, you know, for us to get that little bit of sharpness. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. We can definitely improve. I know we can. Near as I said, like as you said there a minute ago, John, nearly the same lineup bet them a few months ago. So I just don't think we're at the races. It's one of those days. It's unfortunate. It's the opening game and with yeah. non-activity in the preseason. A sneaky, a sneaky fifty million bid for Saha on, on uh, deadline day. Yeah. I was kind of half thinking, geez, he, he put in a performance today, and he did at the back end the last season uh, say he wanted to actually leave, and that's kind of been brushed over. Well, he wanted no, to leave. The se- he wanted to leave the season before. He wanted to go to as Arsenal. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they and thought they wouldn't sell him. And we need somebody for the right hand side. So to be on- yeah, to be honest, if I wouldn't be upset if we if we took Zaha off them, I'd give him I'd a d- chance. I wouldn't write it off. Prob- to be honest problem with you. is, I think it'll take too much money to take them up, take it off him because he is It'll their be less star. less money than Sancho though, and you might be able to get a centre back. Yeah, but he's their yeah. star player as well. So I don't know if they're going to be willing to let him go at all. I think it's probably getting in because of the, the climate. I'd hope you might get in around the sixty mark. I think I think you'd be hitting eighty. I think you'd be eight. hitting the eighty. Yeah, I don't know how long's left on his contract, so that obviously would affect it, and I don't know that. Yeah. Like if he only has a year left, then yeah, maybe you'd get it a bit cheaper. But if he's still on three three, I don't contract, think I don't think any club will give them eighty, and they should snap uh, fifty or sixty for him because there's no. Well, they were, I think well, it was sixty. I think. Well, yeah. see, I'm I'm basing that off Arsenal offered eighty for him. Well, was that last year though was it it was last year and they yeah. they turned it down because he's their star player so I don't know I don't think they, he was kicking up as much as a fuss about leaving he wasn't him, but, but if we're not going to go for Sancho I do think he's I think he's put him in there mm. if we can't get Sancho go for him yeah Jesse uh, Lingard as well then yeah. man star Wofford, oh, well, no, it'll cost us more if we put Lingard into the deal they'll want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stop you'll have to pay us to take him as well I'm sorry but um, no, right. hopefully next week. next week's podcast will be a bit more uh, positive. Cheers, All right, I'll just later. Take it easy, Bye. 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 Bye.